everyone, it is brilliant to be with you again today. We are in our Roman series, and I've titled today the preach, What Master Will You Serve? And we are in Romans 6, verses 15 to 23, and I'd love to pray as we get started. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that as we get into your word today, that you would change us, that you would transform us, that you would speak to us, that we would leave here as different people, people closer to you, people more excited and passionate about your word and your call on our lives. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we, we just came back from celebrating our 10-year anniversary. We were so blessed to be able to go to the Seychelles. And at one of the places that we stayed, the owner was a black African man with the surname of Rose. And so I was quite taken by this. I was intrigued and I got chatting to him and he said, well, it's because my family line, my grandfather was taken from uh, main African coast to Seychelles as a slave. Our father sort of lived under that as well. And, uh, and, and that's how the process came to the surname. And I didn't ask him whether it, he said, well, that was the slave master or the master of the household. That was his um, surname. So we took it on as a family and I didn't ask whether it was forced or whether he chose to take it on and the family chose to take it on. But in the 17th and 19th century, usually there wasn't much choice in those sorts of things. Um, but that was, it was amazing and it was humbling to come across someone who in such recent history has experienced that. But it's been wonderful to see where they're at now, running a hotel and doing so well and having started sort of as a local fisherman and as a local guide. And the reason I share that is because in today's passage, Paul uses um, slavery and a slave and, and a master to get across some spiritual truths. But what's, a, uh, what's different to the modern day slavery, which we know of 17th century onwards, and this slavery, and in particular Paul using the word duolos, is that this slavery was really a Roman institution. And it was different because usually under this, slaves actually earned a wage, so they weren't forced um, to work for nothing. They, they earned a wage. Often they had great responsibility from their masters. The masters would travel, they would be in charge of estates, they would handle finances. And actually over time, uh, they would be turned to something called a freedman once they had paid off the cost of them as a slave. But, but, but they very often then chose to keep working for their master if they had a great relationship. And so they were free, they could leave, they weren't slaves any longer, they were still earning a wage, but they often chose to, to stay because they loved their master. And on top of that, they chose to take on the name. We don't know whether um, this Mr. Rose I met took it on, on um, or whether it was given, but, but often slaves in this Roman time took on the name of their masters because they just loved being part of uh, that family. And so against this historical backdrop, we're going to dive into the passage today. And um, as I said earlier, Paul, um, the writer of Romans, he is now going to do a slightly different um, argument to what was happening in the passage before. So in Romans 6 verses 1 to 14, um, some people were arguing that Paul's gospel was being mistaken by people, which led them to keep on sinning. They, and he addressed that, that they kind of misunderstood what he was getting across. And so uh, they, they just kept on sinning without knowing that they were. Now, in this section, Paul explores whether there's actually any real danger in sin. Um, because if the power's been broken, if God's broken the power of sin in our lives, then it doesn't really matter that much if we sin. And we'll see right away his answer. What then? Are we to sin because we're not under law but grace? By no means. Do you not know? Uh, do you not know that if you present your, yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you're slaves to the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. 
And so as in the previous passage, Paul clears up any misunderstandings right away. And he says, by no means, there's no ways that you can keep on sinning and live under grace. Then he uses this example of a slave and a master to really get across the fact that who you follow, who you submit to, who you focus on is who you will become. And so I'll say that again, who you follow will determine your future. And so you can either be a slave to sin, but if you're a slave to sin, if you present yourselves as obedient slaves to sin, it's going to lead to death. It's going to lead to brokenness in your life. It's going to lead to eternal separation from God if you, if you never give your life to Christ and you embrace sin for your whole life. Or you can commit yourselves to Christ, which leads you to life and to being effective in this lifetime for him and to eternal life that comes beyond. And so we, we have this challenge that he brings across. He says we, we, we have different masters. We can have different masters, but those will affect how our destiny comes about. And so we have a choice to make. And if you're exploring faith today, if you are not sure where you are when it comes to faith in Christ, you've, you've got a decision to say, who am I going to follow? Am I going to take what Jesus says seriously? Am I going to embrace all that he has for me? Or am I going to keep living on my own? Or if we're Christ followers, we can't lose our faith if we're a Christ follower, if we become a son or a daughter, but we can allow parts of our lives to be, to be given over to sin, to kind of try and follow two masters. And we'll never live the life God's called us to if that's how we live. Um, and so then Paul jumps in and he says here, but thanks be to God. Thank you, God. Thanks be to God. And then he dives in that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness. What a, what a gift, what a blessing. I'm so grateful in my life. I'm so far from perfect and I've got so much to learn, but, but, but thank you, Jesus, for reaching out, for pulling me out of the mess, for saving me, for dying on the cross, me, for having life for me now and for all eternity. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're a Christ follower, that's what Paul's saying. You can say that. You can be so grateful and so excited about what he's done. And uh, it says uh, here that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart. If you're a Christ follower, as I shared just now, you, you can never be a complete um, slave to sin. He's changed you from the inside out. He's transformed you from the inside out. So you can never be a complete slave, but there's elements of our lives that we can give over to him. But why can't we be a complete slave? Because it says you've become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you are committed. That means that everything's changed in your heart. You become a new creation. You've moved households. You've moved from being a master of sin, um, uh, the enemy, uh, devil, and you've moved to a new household. You've left that household. You've walked down the road and you've joined another household to, to, to follow the master who is Jesus. And as a result, you'll find you have this inbuilt desire to follow God. People often say to me, Craig, how do I know whether I'm a Christ follower? And I say, well, well, obviously, our following Jesus is not based on feelings. We won't always have the right feelings. But do you have this desire that you just want to follow Jesus? And they'll say, yes, yes, I do. Well, do you really just want to honor him in each area of your life? Yes, yes, I really do. I'm not perfect, but I do. And I'll say, well, that's probably quite a clear indicator that you're in his household, that you're a son or a daughter, that you're wanting to follow him. And that uh, if you feel strange when you're not close to Jesus, if you, you feel sad when you sin and you mess up, that's an indicator that God is working in your life. And uh, so as a result, 
of this change. We become willing slaves. We've been set free from sin. We become slaves to righteousness. We become bond servants as in that Roman institution. And we, we want to work for our master. We want to work for God. We want to follow him. We want to be in his household. We're free. We could leave. But we want to stay. Why? Because he loves us. Because he cares for us. Because he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. In verse 19, uh, Paul says, I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. I just love it how Paul's intellect, you see how he says there, I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations, i.e., you, you won't understand everything that I want to get across. And so I'm coming down to your level. I'm going to speak in terms that you understand using slaves and masters. It's not a perfect illustration, but I'm going to do the best I can to just help you to understand a little bit more. I'm trying my best. And so I hope this helps you. I hope uh, the bottom line is, is I want us to follow God with everything, but I hope this helps you. Um, I love it. But then he says there, for just as you want once presented yourselves as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, that leads to more lawlessness. Sin will never ever improve your life and mine. It's a slippery downward spiral and it will never ever improve and benefit our lives. The difference between being in Seychelles and Zimbabwe is quite huge. You know, in Seychelles, I'm sorry, perfect country, still third world. But what I noticed there is that now people really took pride in the country. There wasn't litter anywhere. People didn't beg. They wanted to work. They, they tried hard. Um, they wanted to welcome us at the airport. People tried to cut verges on the roads, look after their homes. Real, a real pride uh, in their nation. And then you, you arrive back in Zimbabwe and it's just chaos at the airport. And we had an amazing angel incident, I, I'm sure of it, a, a miracle of someone who helped us through um, with just hundreds and hundreds of people there um, with our kids. Um, but, but, but then you drive on the roads and no, everyone's overtaking when they shouldn't. There's traffic jams because no one obeys the rule of law. You wake up in the morning and you drive down the road and there's litter and there's rubbish everywhere and there's the stench of sewage that isn't working. And I mean, it sort of doesn't matter whether people have lots of money or little, there just isn't a care for others. Um, and what, what's happening as well is because lawlessness gives way to lawlessness. If we give ourselves to pride, give ourselves to living on our own, give ourselves to only wanting what we can have and not for the benefit of others. What happens? It gives way to more of the same. The slippery slope of lawlessness. But if we commit to put Jesus first, if we make him our first love, that leads to something there called sanctification. And sanctification is just a big word for over the trajectory of our lives, becoming more like Jesus. When I was uh, young uh, at church at Sunday school, some of you might have heard the song as well. They used to sing the song that went, little by little, every day, little by little, in every way, my Jesus is changing me since I made a turnabout. Some of you might have heard about it, but it's getting across at a young age that little bit by little bit, if we give ourselves to Jesus, he makes us more like himself. Last little bit here, for when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at the time from the things of which you're now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, when you don't know Jesus, you don't know any different. And maybe you are here today and you're listening and you haven't given your life to Christ. And for you, things in society, um, 
women being married to women, men being married to men, uh, corruption, fraud, certain movies, uh, bad language, different songs, just um, living for today, building up success uh, in your own right, um, pride, those sorts of things. Maybe for you that's normal. And that would be normal, what Paul's saying here, because you don't know any different. Your life hasn't been changed by Christ. In fact, it's often praised and celebrated. It's been devastating to me watching on the news with all these abortion bills and things being overturned in, in America and, and they're not overturned. And these ladies celebrating and saying, but you must give us choice. They're really saying you must give us choice to murder babies. Give us this choice. And I sit and go, how can you celebrate this? Have you not seen what happens in an abortion when it's like that? You just realize that um, uh, when, when people have given themselves to a life of sin, what's wrong looks like right and what's right looks like wrong and so um, the result of that life is death and not always death in this lifetime in fact sometimes people who lead bad lives or lives apart from God can appear to do very well they can appear to to do well but but most definitely not in the next life in the life that really matters for all eternity um, things things are very different then because if we choose a life now apart from God then we get to live that life for all eternity which is terrible so if you're here and you don't know God today turn to Jesus Turn to the Lord. Turn to God. The Christians, however, have a new status and a new destiny, as Paul says there. He says, you've been set free from sin. You become slaves to God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. If you're a Christ follower here today, I want to say embrace that life. Don't give yourself to sin, either a little or a lot. You have supernatural help. Let's be slaves and bond servants, willing, excited, happy to stay in the household of faith. We don't want to go down the road to another master. We want to stay in this wonderful, beautiful master's home. We're free people, but we want to remain in the vine. It says in John 15 verse 5, it says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So let's embrace Christ today. Let's pursue him. Let's be slaves to righteousness, slaves to a wonderful master that bears fruit now, that blesses people now, that points people to Christ now. And then it means life with Jesus and reward for all eternity. We get to be this picture, this fragrance of Jesus to a broken world that desperately needs the hope of Christ. It says there at the end, the wages of sin. That means the earning of sin. What we earn from sin is death. When we pursue sin, we receive death in every aspect of our lives. So don't choose that. Choose life. If you've never done it, choose it today. If you've been letting bits of death creep into your life, choose life today. Because the free gift, the true fruit of following Jesus is eternal life. Life with him forever. It's freely given. We don't earn it. We don't strive for it. We get it as a gift. It begins now on earth, but then it lasts for all eternity. Purpose, hope, joy, excitement. John 17 verse 3, it says, and this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. And that's my prayer. That's our prayer as a team, is that you would continue to grow closer, that we would be slaves of the right things. We would be willing slaves of Jesus. We wouldn't let sin take hold of our lives. We would say no to it. We would squash it. And we would pursue Jesus. We would shine brightly for him. And so if there's any way we can help you in that process, giving your life to Christ, being baptized, getting involved in serving, giving of your abilities, giving of your resources, please come and chat to us. We're here and we're available. But I trust and I pray. In fact, I'll just pray right now quickly. Uh, Heavenly Father, just everything that we've dived into, everything we've learned today, would you solidify it in our hearts? Would you make it real? Would you 
draw us to yourself? Would you show us the mess in your lives? And ultimately, Jesus, would we be slaves and that produce fruit, bond service that produce fruit, that impacts people now, that blesses people now, and we get to look forward to life with you for all eternity. Your powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us and uh, with us today. And so look forward uh, to chatting in a few weeks time. Bye for now.